0: I'm Cesar Rubio, five-time past master of Palm Springs Laws number 693, and this is Masonic Muscle, where we focus on the strongest aspect of Freemasonry, a virtuous education of the mind, fortifying it with wise and serious truths, encouraging all brethren to increase their level of fitness one degree at a time, making exercise and study a cornerstone of your daily routine, because Freemasonry is work. When you put in the work... Closer and closer to the point within the circle, Masonic Muscle. We give you more light, but no light weights. We're here to pump you up, body, mind, and soul. And welcome back to another episode of Masonic Muscle. And you know what? I got to do at the beginning. And that hit you with it. For the brethren out there, California Masons, have you been reading your ciphers, brethren? Have you been getting ready for those of you who haven't been installed and for those of you who have not have yet to qualify in front of your inspector, which is his job, to make sure that you are qualified ritualistically and hopefully leadership-wise, can you lead men? Brethren, have you been strengthening your Masonic knowledge base with some good research, study, memory work, and above all, stimulating open conversations? And for all the brethren who have the wherewithal, have you been making exercise a cornerstone of your daily routine. For those of you who haven't had a chance to subscribe, why haven't you? Subscribe to this podcast so that every time a new episode comes up, you guys will be the first to know. I'm on Spotify, on iTunes, and all the other ones that that uh, are putting out podcasts. I'm on all the platforms, like six or seven different platforms. So please, apply Subscribe. It'll help out the numbers. That's for sure. All right, first order of business, I want to read to you an article from Super Strength Training. Bill Bill Hinburn's world-famous Super Strength Training website. And this one is called Build Outer Strength Through Inner Strength. He says... I had several people ask me about inner strength and what it means. Here's a good example from someone who has made strength training a lifelong activity for well over 50 years. Hi, Bill. In my memory, if my memory serves me right, <clears throat> I believe you mentioned in one of your letters the power of inner strength. I have practiced Tai Chi by the Master Xiao Zhou Ming, Yang-style Tai Chi Effective breathing and meditation. I remember Reg Park advising me many years ago, Mal, not only train your body, but your mind also. Bill, do you have any tips on the power of inner strength? Until next time, regards, Mal. It seems to me that uh, inner strength can be interpreted in two ways. First, it could mean the development of mental strength or mind over matter. Secondly, it could mean the development of physical strength located specifically at the center of the body or abdomen. The solar plexus, I believe is what he's saying. I have personally witnessed the strongmen of today do absolutely amazing feats of strength. Let's take mental strength for a moment. Here are a few examples that come to mind. Number one, grandmaster strongman, Dennis Rogers, bends 10-inch drop-forged steel, adjustable wrenches in half. By the way, Dennis weighs in at around 140 pounds, so that's like an incredible feat. Number two, Pat, the human vice, polavatus bends horseshoes into the shapes of a heart. Number three, Maryland's Strongest Man winner, Dan Senadoza bends steel bars into decorative sculptures, that he calls iron bonsai. Number four, Slim the Hammerman Farman leverages twenty-four pound sledgehammers. Number five, Michigan steel bending champion Don Cummings bent one hundred and two iron mine seven inch by five sixteenth red nails for a world record. I have carefully observed each of these strong men pause and concentrate for a moment or two before they conjure up what appears to be their inner mental strength. Now let's take inner strength at the center of the body. Most people in the iron game know that my good friend John Wood is famous for his feats of grip strength. For example, as a teenager he could close a captains of crush number three hand gripper. But what most people don't know is that John is not just about grip strength. A few years back, I sat and watched as John fell back into a perfect neck bridge, forehead on a pillow, and tear a thick telephone book in half. While, that, while Pat uh, Povolatis, at over 165 pounds, stood on his abs- abdomen. So this was happening all at the same time. While he was bridging, this guy was, this 165-pound man was standing on his stomach. I still have a hard time wrapping my noggin around that one. Does that mean that inner physical strength will manifest itself in total body strength, including that of a grip? The world-famous escape artist Harry Houdini was famous for, uh, reputed to to be not only mentally strong, but physically strong as well especially in the abdomen. During his prime, he prided himself in being able to withstand punches to the abdomen with a close fist from anyone. While it's no secret that some people can become very strong through the practice of progressive physical exercise, it is those, like the, like the likes of whom I have just mentioned, those who are veritable supermen, who have learned to somehow tap into both their inner physical and mental powers. Until next time, yours for great strength, Bill Hinburn. Now, how do we apply this to Freemasonry? Build outer strength through inner strength. Well, a lot of men coming to the fraternity are coming in in the hopes that whatever Freemasonry is teaching can help build that inner strength through its lessons whether it's its morals lessons through its rituals for a second, third degree through the joining of a lodge that possibly has members that are exhibiting this inner strength and also hopefully some outer strength right they're all fat and out of shape but they still have physical vigor and so they go in there believing And hoping that they're going to find some of that. Because it's going to have this trickle-down effect on every aspect of their life. If you develop this inner strength, somehow, and their hope is that if I join the fraternity, somehow they will give me some of the tools to help me build this inner strength. The key is that you have to build that inner strength through practice, through discipline, through concentration, through focus, through hard work. And accepting that you're going to fail. And hopefully that you're going to fail and fail fast so you can get to the learning and winning and success. So that it comes to a point where you're no longer afraid to fail. At that point, success seeks no approval. You will know. Now, does Freemasonry offer that? Well, to some, you can ask and they'll say, yes, it does. But don't fall for the old adage of "you get out of it what you put into it," because that's like the lazy man's way. That's a, that's a lazy answer. You're giving no thought. You're giving no examples, and you're giving no foundation to what that even means. And I heard this a lot, you know, and and from members from where I joined. God rest their souls. I know they weren't trying to lead me astray they were just trying to give me something I can hang my head on something I can I can really grab a hold of hopefully stick around long enough so that I can be a member of the lodge long enough so I can maybe become an officer and go through the chairs and strengthen the lodge but build to build outer strength through inner strength is the same thing same process This is alchemy. This is turning lead into gold, so to speak. And the Greeks who were believers in physical culture because they believed that strong body, strong mind that's what they were implying. this This connection as above, so below. Outer strength, inner strength. You have to have this. And you have to have this in order to succeed. Can't have one without the other. I was just listening to a podcast not too long ago. My, uh, my best friend, David. Darkness. Darkness, everybody. Darkness. Oh, sorry. I got excited. He sent me a podcast episode. I can't remember his name some Armenian guy or something like that. Romanian, I don't know. Uh, Becoming popular over here, but he was uh, interviewing Wes Watson. If you haven't heard Wes Watson, I believe, I don't know if he's got a podcast, but I know he's got a YouTube channel and he's a high-performance coach and motivational speaker. And they were talking and and so Wes watson started getting into his you know his spiel and he, it's not a spiel this guy is from what i can see he's about it and he mentioned something very very profound and he said that all these guys are are on there on the on the motivational speaker leadership speaker circuit and they're giving you their spiel about being high performance and being grateful and doing what's got to be done. But these guys have like two or three chins. They're not taking care of their health. So there, there's something not congruent about their message. Because if you truly truly were, just like Dan Pena says, you know, you, you, you have to take care of your body because the body is going to be the driver. The body, or as Paramahansa would say, the body battery You have to have a body that's not encumbered with pains, aches and pains that have been accumulated over the years, and a lot of them could be overcome by simple strength training so that that energy now can be spent in focusing on what you want to achieve. And so you have to practice because Paramahansa Yogananda was a uh, was a yogi, and although he wasn't a yogi, I believe that that got into these preposterous positions. He was acknowledging that you, in order for you to charge up your body battery, you have to charge it up. Number one, first and foremost, with the correct thoughts, and then. The nutrients, right? The purest nutrients so that the body isn't bogged down by all of this processed sugars and foods and all that so that when you sit down and are now needing to concentrate and focus, you're able to do it because your body isn't trying to digest all that processed food that you ate. But there was a process to what he was saying in order for you to get to this point. And Wes Watson is just saying, hey, you have to, no matter what, if you want to improve your mind and improve how you feel, one of the easiest ways and best ways to start is by strengthening your body. Doing exercise. Jack Lane said it. And he continued to say it until the day he died. He died at 96 of some kind of lung uh, pneumonia, I think they said. He refused to listen to the doctors. And so at the very end, he succumbed to it. But had he listened to the doctors and rested and, and maybe taken some medications, maybe he would have overcome that or i'm not saying maybe because of he had a strong mentality he probably would have overcome it and he still would have been with us today but we're talking about building outer strength through inner strength and so you sooner or later you know you have to take responsibility and accountability for your state not just physically but mentally and then that transcends in, into spiritual Your spiritual health. Does that make sense? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're ready to hear it. Maybe you're not ready to hear it. That's not up to me. That's up to you. So that's the message for this episode. And Go forth and do great things. Remember, this is Masonic Muscle, and this has been another exercise in critical thinking and speculation, challenging you all to question everything. Stay strong. Take care of your health. Eat well. Exercise. Spend time with your family, friends, relatives, and neighbors. Stick together. Stay united. And what does this have to do with the mysterious origins of Freemasonry? I'll tell you what it has to do with the mysterious origins of Freemasonry. Freemasonry, as we know, started sometime in 1717 or 1723, the way we know it today. But something was going on even before that, and hence giving the impetus to keep it going. And then Dr. Anderson got was commissioned, so he says and from what we're gathering now new research is is proving him right by the then grand master to put all these old charges and documents together that the masons had spread all over i believe scotland ireland england i don't know where else so that we can now have like this common knowledge in history of where all this came from and there's a lot of myth and legend in it yes But somehow what we get out of this is that it's still around. It was 300 years ago, and it probably goes back even further. And the only way that you can continue to move on is to be strong, is to be organized, to be educated somehow in order to keep this going. More and more and more and more. So that's how part of that is connected, according to my understanding. So with that, I leave you with that thought. Go out and do a bunch of push-ups until you get sore and you can't lift your arms anymore. How about that? These strong sessions are calculated to inculcate in the mind of the novitiate the importance of some doing our passions and improving ourselves in masonry, feeding the attentive ear with the sound of the instructive tongue, endeavoring to add to the common stock of knowledge and understanding, effectively spreading the cement of knowledge and wisdom, and hopefully some good will towards exercising. Get out there and get your walking in. Open up your ciphers. Study, memorize, and just do it.